You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of this glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Own Motherfucking Dog Biz Podcast, the leading pet dog industry podcast. Oh my God, my uh, jersey just came out that with that one. Ha ha ha. I'm not editing that one out because I'm Jersey as fuck and proud, but the leading pet dog industry podcast for dog trainers and dog walkers where we keep it real. We keep it raw. We keep it transparent as fuck. We give you some hard truths and some love, some tough love at that to start to disrupt the way you do the business of dogs. Oh my God. So this is one of those episodes where there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of valuable little gold encrusted nuggets in here and platinum and diamond and all that fun, precious mineral stuff. So I want to implore every single one of you motherfuckers to listen very carefully and very closely. And of course, as always, take notes down with this one because these bullet points, these topics are coming straight from the dog biz owner's mouse. Now, when I talk about the dog biz owner's mouse, I'm talking about our team members. This this episode was actually crowdsourced from our team members. And if you don't know about our team, let me tell you something. We have a amazing, amazing, high-performing dog business entrepreneurs that happen to be our coaches and our leaders for our school. And this one was about what do you want the industry collectively to know? Like if you could sit down and spill the tea and imprint and just talk about what makes people successful, what made you so successful, give it to me, give it to me. So I sat down with my team over the last couple of weeks and we bullet pointed out some really incredible content and information for you guys. Now, something I do want to say, I get a lot of amazing messages saying, oh my God, Kristen, the stuff that you give on the podcast is incredible. Uh, The stuff that you talk about on the Facebook page or the dog biz owners group or wherever else, whatever platform you're following me on is amazing. And I fucking love it. It's life-changing. Now I want to implore you to think about something. Imagine the information that we give right now for free is life-changing. Imagine what could happen 
if you book a session with one of us or including me or Maggie or one of our team members, or you spoke to Emily about what's in the school. Imagine those results if you believed and invested in yourself. So if it implores you, feel free to re- send an email out to clientsuccess at dogbizschool.com and we'll get you on somebody's calendar and we'll chat with you and we'll get you a really solid strategic plan. If it's around branding, if it's around how to start to elevate your brand and build a brand versus a business. I'm looking at you people that have been in business, you dog traders have been in business for a few years and now it's time to really step into your authentic self and really start to attract the dream high-end clients. Or maybe if it's around your program design, we've been talking about fusion programs. Shit, one of our students was just on her news for her fusion program for beers and hops or hops and hounds. And the her local news editor was like, oh my God, CBS News, no less, was like, what is this? I need to interview you. Or if it's around creating a really, really solid uh, business plan. Like I know we talk shit about business plans sometimes because you know planning sometimes doesn't work out, but really crafting and curating a solid business plan that's going to get you going on the right track for the next 18 months. So feel free to always reach out to my team. You can reach out to clientsuccess at dogbizschool.com. And one of our unicorns will chat with you about how to book a call, anything around that, like any of the costs, nine times out of 10, the costs, there's not actual cost and there's no obligation. Like literally, like we don't care. We don't want your money (laughs) half the time, but we want you to really, really start to elevate the way you do the business of dogs because this industry is growing at hundreds of billions of dollars a year at some point. And we want to get you on the right track. And that's why our students have made over 50 million in gross profits over the last five years. Yes, you heard that right. Our students in dog biz school have made over $50 million collectively in gross profits by working with us. Anyway, I'm going to stop tooting the dog biz school horn, but toot toot for the last one. So collectively, what have we talked about and what do we want you the dog business entrepreneur, the dog trainer, the dog walker, the pack hiker, the pet sitter to know. If we were to sit down and be like, all right, let's have a beer, let's have a mimosa, let's have a mocktail or have some tea. What are some of the things that you want the industry to know collectively? So I'm going to go through them right now. The very first one that our team, that dog business school wants you to know that drives them to be successful is to treat your dog training or your dog walking biz like a motherfucking business, meaning not run it like a hobby business where it's just like, okay, I'm just running a business and I'm not really doing this, like, but I'm still kind of running a business and I like to be a business owner, but to actually sit down and step into your business like a motherfucking business owner, like Take the shit seriously, guys. The next thing we want you to know is to have one blueprint and create SOPs around that as you grow as a business owner. So how many times have you sat down to do stuff in your business, like onboard a new client or start to figure out, okay, what is my next uh, KPI that I want to hit for 2021? Or what are some of the things that I want to start implementing? 
and you start to do that, but there's no continuity around it, meaning like not everyone has the same experience, like for onboarding, for example. So it's like sometimes people could be like, all right, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to sell this person over the phone. They sell the person over the phone and then somehow they get dropped in this rabbit hole and then maybe you never hear from them again. You're like, what the fuck happened? What we want you to do is to create one blueprint to have one continuous client experience around it and create standard operating procedures around that. Now, those are what we call SOPs. What are SOPs? I'm going to give you a quick lesson in SOPs. It is the hit by the the hit by the bus system or hit by the bus continuancy plan. So for dog biz school, if Maggie and I were on the same flight and the flight went down and crashed, by the way, I was almost in a plane accident once, but that's a whole other story. Uh, Our team, our school can keep running like business as usual, BAU. So we want you to create a blueprint that's replicable that your family can pick up after if something happened or if you get dramatically sick or you have to take something on autopilot, you have a blueprint. So there's business continuity around it and this client experience around it, the customer experience is the same and they love it. Now, the next bullet point is fuck people pleasing. Ooh, I like this one. Why? Because you can't please everybody, guys. You can't make this person happy over this person or happy over this person happy. When you prioritize other people's happiness over your own, that's when that burnout cycle starts to hit and you start to get resentful and you hold yourself back. So fuck people pleasing, please yourself over others and please your business needs over other people's. And remember, you can't make everybody happy. The next one is, ooh, this one's good. Sales over everything, including your marketing. Ooh, that's a little disruptive. Imagine if you prioritize your sales versus always being show, always being online and showing up online. Meaning, got to prioritize sales if sales is a struggle for you. You got to prioritize prioritize making time in your business for sales versus over delivering and always being at somebody's house and doing private sessions or classrooms. The next one is know exactly, exactly what stage your dog owner is in and create content around that. That's a really good one, guys. That, I want you to, okay, I want to pause on this one. I want to pause on this one. And I want to repeat it. Know exactly what buying stage your dog owner's in, doesn't matter if you're a dog walker or dog trainer, and create content and marketing around that. That is a powerful one, guys. If you make that one little tiny shift in your marketing and your content development, I can tell you closing sales is going to be a little bit easier on you because what happens is we don't know exactly what stage our consumers and our dog owner is in, whether they're a puppy owner or maybe they have a teenage dog that's just starting to pull on the leash, or maybe they have a two-year-old dog that needs some daily enrichment walks or pack hikes or pack walks with a little bit of training on the side. When we base con- when we base our content not around somebody's stage of development where they're at in their life and with their dog, it's too generic and it doesn't speak to them. So and know exactly what stage your dog owner's in and create content around that motherfucking dog owner. 
boundaries around pricing and knowing my value. Great one. Huge one. Boundary setting around pricing is going to set you up for motherfucking success. So know your value and know your boundaries around that. And don't, don't crumble under pressure or if a Karen's like, you are way too expensive. I can get this information for free. Cool. Bye. Bye. Go ahead. Have fun with that one. Not to look at others' pricing when you're updating your pricing or starting off. Another one, guys. What did we talk about in the last episode of being cheap? When you start to replicate others' pricing or you start to get that story in your head about, well, so-and-so up the street's been doing this for two decades as a dog walker. How can I even freaking start to begin to have a price over that one? Isn't she going to get pissy with me? Or I can't do that the market. Nope, nope. Nope. Don't look at others' pricing. The next one is start audaciously high around your pricing. Okay. Well, this is subjective naturally, but I can tell you there is a chance if you got some inner work to do around your value, any price, even if it's $5 over somebody else is going to feel audaciously high. So be on a pot of unapologetically high when it comes to your value around the services you do as a dog trainer. Next one. This one's from me. Brand over biz. Ooh. Okay. I'll explain this one. I'll Kristen explain this one. When we start to talk about building a brand, we want to create a brand experience versus a business experience. Now they are on the same highway, I want to say, but when you create an overall brand experience for your prospective clients and you roll out that motherfucking red carpet and you present yourself as an elevated dog professional, meaning like you don't have anything cartoony or immature, or you really, really, really can hone in on exactly what your dog owners, your dog uh, owners that need dog training, and they want to be able to have this lifestyle with their dog. When you're able to incorporate that whole customer experience, create a whole fucking brand experience around it, mm -mm -mm, man, I'm going to tell you something. You don't just feel good as a dog business, as a dog training business, or as a dog walking business. But when you start to build a fucking brand around it, now I'm not just talking about colors and all that type of stuff. Like, yeah, go go read a book on that. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, go read a book on color theory or learn about branding code. I, I that's there's DNA around that. But yeah, I call it actually brand DNA because we all have DNA as a business brand. But when you start to encapsulate that exact brand journey for those dog owners and you make it like this elevated feel, but with your true authentic self in it, with a little bit of some polarization, some sass and some ass and some class, I can tell you that's where your brand experience starts to implode. What I would recommend if you want more information over that, go listen to one of my podcasts. I believe it's called The Brand Experience or something like that. I don't remember, but I remember I released it back in late December. It was my presentation at Pet Sitters Conference Worldwide, and we really, really honed in on creating a really epic brand elevation experience. The next thing my staff, my team wants you to know, my team of successful seven-figure dog business entrepreneurs, dog trainers, want you to know is starting time management. 
and limiting distractions. Oh my God, fucking distractions. I got to do a podcast on distractions, but really, really being conscious over distractions with a focus on sales. Meaning if you feel like you have a million fucking things to do in your dog training business, get real on your time management, your distractions, and have a heavy focus on sales. You'll thank us later. The next thing we want to talk about is relationship building repertoire, meaning don't be a dick, be connected to your dog owning clients, but also set boundaries around them. Ooh, this is a really, really good one. (laughs) I'm going to talk about this one. Oh, goodness gracious. I love this one. This is going to be polarizing. I think, did I, I might've submitted this one. Followers and likes don't mean shit. Organic community and connection is where it's at. So if you guys don't know, I don't I, personally, a dog walker coach, I'm going to be changing that brand at some point. I have to change that name because I'm not really a coach. I, by the way, I hate business coaches, except for a few, very few of them. But take a large following at face value. I like to see when somebody has a large following or even a small following, how engaged is their audience? And it's so funny because I've had a gentleman once come at me saying, well, my dog actually has more followers than combined of the whole dog to school. Where are you at, bitch? And it's like, okay, bro. Okay, bro. Okay, bro marketing. Bro marketing. Bro marketing. Okay. Do you guys ever see our spin on bro marketing? It's hilarious. Oh my God. It's fucking funny. Got to talk about bro marketing one day. This guy tried to use like all these followers against what we have and try to position himself as more successful. And I found it hilarious because what you could do guys, FYI, if you ever want to make fun of somebody, you can go on socialblade.com and look at their followers and you can actually look at their engagement and see if people buy followers, but take likes and followers at a very green assault, right? You want to be able to make organic connections with your people on whatever platform it is. So it's just, it's really interesting when people try to come at us with that type of stuff. And people also don't realize we are a team of eight and we actually have a large business that we need to really focus on. And sometimes we can't really like build up a whole Instagram following or whatnot. We're working on it. We're working on it to getting you the good stuff because I know you guys are always out there talking to us on that. But take likes and followers at a grain of salt, guys. It's adorable. Now, don't waste much time with businesses that this is the next one. Don't waste too much time with businesses that won't promote you and they don't share clients that you do. So a lot of times we see uh, when we see people starting to build or starting to expand their network of other businesses, um, especially as dog trainers go to veterinary clinics or go to some uh, pet stores or whatnot, right? That's like the default de facto when it comes to like networking with other uh, other businesses that share common clients. But what happens is sometimes these businesses are so busy uh, uniquely in themselves, they won't promote you. So be very careful who you select to promote and start to network with because they might network, they might want you to network with them, but sometimes they may not even promote you. So be very careful who you pick and choose. And also think outside the box of the businesses, you know, they don't have to be 
pet businesses. There's other businesses out there that you can find and you can network with that have and share very similar clients um, in alignment with yours. Now, I believe this is mine, or this is all of us collectively, I I believe as coaches, is you're not for everyone. And some people are not going to like you, and that's okay. Goes back to the whole thing is fuck people pleasing. Like some people are just going to have a visceral reaction to you and you can't control that. Like you cannot control that. Like there are some people that are just not going to like you no matter what you do, what you say, what you deliver on, what you put out there. Or even if they go through a class, one of your dog training programs or your dog walking programs, they're just not going to like you. And that's okay. And you don't want everybody to like you. You don't want everybody to like you. If you're not polarizing guys, you're not doing your marketing right. The next one is not over delivering. Oof. <laughs> take this one, take this one, stick it in your hat and call me done. Over delivering is not healthy for you as a dog business owner, as a dog trainer, as a dog walker, or it's, and not, or it's not healthy for your client either, the dog owner. When we over deliver and we hand feed our clients information and we start to create like a reliancy on us and we don't empower them to make the choices and to actually start to empower them to start making a change with their dog or anything else that we do or services we provide. So really over delivering only feeds one thing and that's your ego and it creates a total over dependency on you as a professional, which of course can burn you out. That's why we need healthy fucking boundaries as a dog trainer and dog walker. Bitches love boundaries and so should you. Now, the next one, this is a little bit more of an advanced one, is make money and delegate it out. Okay, so what do I mean by that one? That means I want you to have a heavy focus on your sales, making that cash into your business, and then delegating those $10 an hour tasks for yourself. Meaning if you are sitting there at midnight doing Canva templates or trying to download something, have a prioritization around your sales and reinvest in a branding person that can do your Canva templates. Or the next thing that a lot of people like to do, and I'm going to talk about hiring just for a really hot second, because it's sometimes it's not a hiring issue, but I want to talk about this is when we're super, super busy with our businesses, especially dog trainers and dog walkers and pet sitters. The first thing I see people do is like hiring more staff, hiring more staff, hiring more service professionals onto their teams. I always like to say, listen, I'm cool with hiring, but I want you to start to delegate. Meaning, all right, what are some of the really low value tasks to you as a business owner? Because you are the most valuable person in your business like, what are some of the things that are you doing that you can delegate out? Meaning your laundry, meaning you're cutting your lawn, mowing your lawn, or even if it's like scooping poop in your yard, or if it's meal prep. So I want you to start thinking about, okay, how can I reprioritize my funds and delegate them out to make my life a little bit less distractions and so I can make more money in my motherfucking business. So I want to implore all of you guys that are like, oh my God, I need to hire somebody to do this, this, and this, and this, and take the dogs and shuttle the dogs around and do an overnight. I want you to start thinking about, okay, how can I reinvest my money to help me personally? And that way I can get those low value tasks off my list, have a professional that does them, and then spend more time in my business. 
All right, guys. So that is today's episode. I want you to go back, re-listen to this one and take some good notes and start to fly high on everything we wish we knew in our businesses. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God. Go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.